We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? Welcome to the Bros Who Binge podcast. As always, this is Adam Schuber joined by Lyndon Burden. Lyndon, how are you doing today? We are week past Endgame. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right, man. Like, everybody's making a big deal about... <laughs> this is going to come off really funny right now to me, but it's going to come off very badly to the Marvel fans out there. But, like, I've been seeing so much of best comic book movie ever, Ugh. best this, best that, and I'm just like, it's not even better than Infinity War. But first off, The Dark Knight is still the best comic book movie of all time, followed by Logan. Like, Logan is still number two. And then you could throw whichever Marvel movie you want there, three. I might throw Scott Pilgrim because I like the indies. But you know how, you know, but I'm just, I had the dead in-game best comic book movie of all time. It's not even the best Marvel movie of all time. Let's, let's stop with that. Like, can we stop with that? That's all I ask. Yeah, I did see that list and I saw you put Scott Pilgrim on that. And I rewatched that. Again, like pretty recently, and that rewatchability is just great. Like, Scott Pilgrim's amazing. Like it really is. And then it has Brie Larson, Chris Evans. It has like all our peeps. It has freaking uh, Mary Elizabeth Warren said who's about to be Hawk uh, Huntress. We yeah, got, and then got old Michael Sarah kicking butt. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I feel like people just overlook that movie, just because like they just don't remember it. And they, I bet, like when it came out, they thought it was gonna be something different. Probably so. Yeah. But, but yeah, I've been seeing some of the reactions too, and there's definitely been some mixed vibes. I think a lot of people expected us to be made way more critical. Yeah, no, we, we were. weren't. No, 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 no. We weren't. I don't think we were that critical. I, I, but I mean, we did throw a few slight jabs because I kept saying like, "Oh, uh, well, you know, now that this phase is over with Marvel, you know, who's got to be on the rise now?" <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I, I, and I, I didn't want to entertain that because, like, everybody knows I'm the DC homer. And, I, and, I, and you know how I feel about that. We, we, we talk about that off air enough. But, I think, but no, and today we're going to get a chance to talk about it even more. Yeah, we will because there's some, some news that's been going under some the Some topics radar. we have today that we yeah. are going to dive into the DC world. Exactly. I'm excited to talk about that. But in terms of in-game, no, we weren't critical. We rated it both 8.9. Like, I'm sorry we didn't rate it 9 and above, but, like, it was 8.9, solid film. And on top of that, I really feel like I get, and my brother, me and my brother have been having arguments, because my brother, like, look, 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 look how he did this. He was like, he was like, yeah, I was like, I was, he was like, I want to go check out, like, my sites to see what people thought about the loopholes. And I was like, wait, you, didn't, you checked out us? He was like, I talked to you on the regular. And he was like, I did listen, because I, I wanted Chewie's thoughts, but, like, he's like, you, I'll just talk to you. And he was like, he was like, yeah, all that loophole stuff. Marvel explained it by their their weird time time travel stuff, and I'm just like, I that just because they have their cockeye explanation does not mean that I enjoy it, and I I really feel that there are legitimate loopholes in that movie, and I know the Marvel fan will argue and say, but our time travel is explained because like even the Loki thing, I, you got I I went back and looked at it when I watched it the second time. Chris Hems, I mean not Chris Hems, Chris Evans does take Thor's hammer back in time with all the stones, so he could have solved that Loki thing, but that's like us piecing together stuff and even that the spider-man ages thing 
All the people that in his reality probably died with him don't really like that either. There's still loopholes to me. So the story does need to be a puzzle. The story does need to be a puzzle. I mean, if I got to go look up all these other things to figure out what all the the facts are, then, you know, that's just not worth it to me. It should be straightforward. Exactly. That's my thing. But shout out to Marvel, though. They they accomplished something big and we got some stuff to talk about with them, too. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. When we get to the box office, they're killing it with numbers. I think we were like low key. I know some other people are predicting domestic, and we didn't predict. We didn't. We don't usually predict domestic. We just predict how much money the shit's gonna make. And, I, and yeah. we called a billion a week in the weekend. We did. I, I, I we think did. it's gonna make two billion. Like I think we're the only people who are like, oh yeah, it's gonna make a billion a weekend. And I and like, I was like, yeah, fucking right. And I think it's yeah, gonna I mean, make two I was billion. pretty pretty much without hesitation. I don't even think we had a second thought. No, it, like I knew, bro. There's you, there's no way you're telling me that movie was not gonna make a billion dollars in a weekend. No way. I still think no it's going to make $2 billion before when it's all said and done. Because like, so. if you look at it, China has $500 million alone by itself. By itself. So just imagine. I, I think $2 billion is possible when it's all said and done. But it should be whenever you're ready. I'm ready to go, brother. Well, before we get started, I want to, to you know, give a little moment of silence for Peter Mayhew, the original Chewbacca, who passed away today the day that we're doing this recording for the podcast yesterday for people listening and it's just you know sad that to lose another member of the star wars family yeah and then on top of that r.i.p to john singleton legendary director we lost two biggins this week man it sucks losing john singleton and peter mayhew the film community has lost two i'm pretty sure we lost to james bond recently too uh geez oh man I'm slipping on that on that one. I'm sorry, James Bond fans. But yeah, let's let's take this moment yeah. of silence for Peter Mayhew and, and John Singleton. Well, all right. And so I guess it's only fitting that the sound effect coming on after that is Millennium Falcon esque. So Lyndon, let's get started. Well, the first thing I want to talk about, I want to go through a few trailers. The we're a week away from Pokemon. They had a couple of trailer featurettes come out where we got a little bit more in-depth into the world. It's definitely a kid's movie. Yeah. Knowing that from the PG rating. But I think it's going to be interesting. I'm seeing a lot of the way the movements go. And it is kind of fun to see Pokemon in action. And they do show some scenes where they're out like in the wild. And you see there's Pokemon out being Pokemon. And you see like a bunch of Bulbasaur. So you're starting to see... Like, what some of the Pokemon look like. The Psyduck kind of looks a little funky, but there's, like, a storyline with the Psyduck, and I think it's going to be one of the comedic relief characters, kind of like the Mr. Mime was. So I think it's going to really play into the Pokemon fan and give it elements that we all loved, because I really did love the Psyducks in the animated cartoon. Like I told you off-air, the difference between this movie and another movie we're going to talk about later at least Pokemon said, you know what? I don't care what we're going to do. We're going to try our hardest to make these things look like the cartoon. Yes, they have some might have fur scales, but for the most part, Pikachu looks like Pikachu. Charizard looks like Charizard. Even freaking Mewtwo looks like Mewtwo. Like you said, Psyduck may have a little problems, but still, they accomplished the feat of making them look like them. And, and that's, to me, the biggest hurdle and now that they've gotten past that hurdle, it's not going to be hard for Pokemon fans to buy. It's just like another adventure. 
You know what I mean? If you've played the games, you watch the TV show, you know it's it's not just about Ash. There's different like characters. It's about it's just about the world of Pokemon and seeing how Pokemon interact and seeing these different interactions. I think people will enjoy. Yeah, and when we get to that other that other trailer as well, it kind of put the pressure on them for having Pokemon have already shown how well that they did their CG. But yes. But anyway, um, the you have any more thoughts on Pokemon? I'm really excited to check it out next week. Oh no, I'm definitely gonna go watch it next week. Also, like yeah. this week, I waited to go to the movie. I didn't go to the movies like we usually do on Thursday. I'm gonna be going to the movies on the weekend. We're gonna get to that a little later. Movie on the rise. But next weekend, I will be at Pokemon Thursday to talk about it for the uh, this week for next week's episode. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. And the next trailer I want to talk about is one that you didn't see that I checked out. Uh, before we did the recording, uh, it's called Ophelia, and as it's starring Daisy Ridley. So okay. we've been talking about how much we love Adam Driver outside the Star Wars movies. I really want to see what Boyega, Daisy, Ridley can, Daisy Ridley can do now. Yes, outside it's, of outside of the world. And I know Boyega has done some things. Oh, and Boyega in Pacific Rim, I thought was was pretty pretty dope. Yeah, I, I like I like Boyega and some of the stuff he's done. And but I he did good in Detroit. Yeah, I want I want to see him take a like a, a cop role. Like I like I want to see some of these actors do a, a cop role because every time I know a good actor, good actors can accomplish the cop role, and I want to see him do it. But for Daisy Ridley, I saw her in the uh, Agatha Christie, the thing that um oh man, the Murder on the Orient Express, and I, and people didn't really like that movie, but I I like Daisy Ridley in it. And I'm very interested to see how she becomes as an actress because I would love for Daisy Ridley to be my favorite actress in Hollywood right now. Because like yeah, I right? really like I really like the vibe she gives off, and I think she could be a good actress. Like right now, it's Tessa Thompson, and nobody's up, uh, about to move Tessa Thompson out the seat. But I think Daisy Ridley has potential to like be competing up there, you know? Yeah. And before I break down this trailer, I will say Boyega did play a cop in Detroit. Oh, he did, but you know, <laughs> but like, uh, I, no, I want to see Boyega play like a like a fun a, cop. A, yeah, a gritty cop. Like, I want him to solve a murder. <laughs> yeah, everything for me comes down to like back to Denzel and Training Day. Like, I watch that movie too much these days. <laughs> I almost watched Miami Vice the other day because I wanted to see what Jamie Fox. Yeah, with Jamie Fox and Colin Farrell. Yeah. low key people shit on that movie, but I liked it. And, okay, like, I'm, well, I'm gonna watch it later. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, but but see, we have similar tastes when it comes to those like shitty cop movies <laughs> and you see yeah I feel, I feel like i'd probably like it it's seeing colin farrell be all sleazy oh it's it's, it's just the best but it's like it's like c c plus material but yeah getting back to ophelia so the cast besides daisy ridley it's got naomi watts clive owen tom felton draco malfoy nice uh so that's sort of the big names and it's pretty much a reimagining of Hamlet told from Ophelia's perspective. So Hamlet's okay. love. Okay, well that that's interesting because like usually we've gotten multiple adaptations of Hamlet. We've seen like example the Lion King. Like we've seen multiple renditions of Hamlet, and it's nice to see it told from Ophelia's perspective. So um, this sounds interesting. Yeah, uh, the director Claire McCarthy's, you know. As one a director to watch award, like she's an up and comer, and I was looking at the trailer, and it's kind of got some Game of Thrones vibes. There is a lot of fighting, and you know Hamlet has magic elements, and I think it could be a really interesting film to check out this summer. Real, coming, well, coming out in June. 
Well, you got my you got my attention, shoot. I'm gonna check it yeah, out. So keep that on your radar. One hundred percent. All right, but the next one, let's talk about the controversial t- trailer that everyone's been talking about this week. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Look, man, I'm gonna start off by saying this. Jim Carrey, shout out to you, man, because you made that trailer really fun. And, like, you were the reason why I was kind of like, all right, it doesn't feel bad. Like, it doesn't. That's what like- I'm saying. Like, I tweeted that I said, like, I see what they're going for, and I didn't really hate it. And w- what I loved about it was everything outside of Sonic. Yeah. I mean, I like, James Marsden, I was like, okay, you got James Marsden for this? I think that, that works out. You got the guy who plays Damien Dark in Legends. He's always the classic villain character. You know, I'm solid. And, you know, uh, oh, and you, you just said his name. What, what am I just going to? Yeah, Jim Carrey. And Jim Carrey is like, the, he, he's going back to his roots of like 90s Jim Carrey playing the, the crazy eccentric character. And of course, it's going to be well done. And my thing is this. Also, I want to shout out to DC because ever since they made Super Speed look with lightning, everybody does it. Sonic the Hedgehog does not have lightning on his fur. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> so let me, yeah. throw, let me just throw that out there. But no, I mean, like, look, and also let me throw this out there. James Marsden, I don't know what's up with him in doing these live action animated like, right? movies, but he's done like at least four of them. Because he was in that know. one uh, with Amy Adams. Like, uh, what yes. was that called? Yes, hold on, bro. Enchanted. I'm, he was in, like, I saw, I, shout out to uh, Lucia. Shout out to, shout out to uh, Lucia, our friend. She posted a, a meme of all the, like, movies James Marsden was in with all those uh Live action, and it was like four. He was in Hop. Like, hold on. Oh, really? Yeah, no, he was in Hop. Like, it was a lot. Wait, hold on. Like, let me pull this up. Like, he was in so much. It was too much stuff. And I was like, damn, James, like, you're really just going for these checks. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like, I was like, James Morrison, I thought you were like the the boy, low key. But I mean, he was in the notebook. <laughs> he was in the notebook. That's funny. Hold on. Let me look. Let me look these up. So, yeah, he was in Hop. He was Enchanted. Enchanted's that, that Amy Adams thing you were talking about. He was in, hold on, there's some more, man. Well, why not look this up, Schubert? But again, yeah. Paramount's like, they, they came out and I think it was the director or, or somebody involved in the film came out and was like, we saw the complaints. We feel like we have a good movie and we don't want the look of Sonic to affect how this movie looks. So we're going to change how he looks for you guys. And I was just like, whoa. They're changing how he looks. Okay, cool beans. Let's see what let's see what they come up with this time. Yeah, uh, I've seen like a couple concepts of it and everything I'm seeing and looks fine. I mean, I was a guy who really didn't have that big of an issue. I mean, yes, it didn't really look that great, but I mean, I don't really care that much. That was my personal opinion. I thought it looked okay. I thought the movie was going to be interesting. I thought it looked meh, but I thought the movie looked interesting. So like, I was yeah. like. I was, I was like, I'd, I'd pro- I was like, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, but, but I don't know like, if I was going to watch it in theater. No, I don't know if no, I was going to no, watch no, it in no, theaters. No. Whereas Pokemon, because it looks yes. so good, I'm gonna go watch that in theaters. But I also have a lot more investment in Pokemon than I did in Sonic. But see, I w- but low key, I- I'm not even stunt. I- Sega Dreamcast, the Sonic uh, Unleashed two, and Sonic Unleashed one, the one where you fought <clears throat> the Chaos Emerald uh, villain, and then the other one with Shadow. Bro, those were my shit back in the other the shadow one I had for GameCube. But still, those are my things. And like, if the Sonic, you, p- people don't realize Sonic could be a shared universe if they nail it, because they could bring in Tails, they could bring in Knuckles, and they could bring in Shadow. 
Like you have a reverse flash Joker for Sonic and it's in its freaking shadow. And it, it just that would be something dope to get to, but you can't get to it if this movie flops, you know? Well, I mean they over they've already made it a novelty movie. Like if you really wanted to make a Sonic movie, I think it would one I think it would have to be animated. I oh, don't really uh, think we I don't, don't really disagree that, at that at all. You I don't know really I think feel. that you could do this whole live action thing with Sonic. I don't really think it, no. it it makes any sense, really, if you're going to tell a Sonic story. I think all, like, you know how I feel with some of this. Most things I feel should be animated. I just feel the American populace doesn't take animation as seriously as we need to. Well, it's because these actors want FaceTime. That, too. Like, no, there's nothing wrong with being a voice actor. Like, Mark, to me, Mark Hamill's greatest role is not Luke Skywalker, and that's not a hot take. Like, my, Mark Hamill's greatest role to me is the Joker. Like, 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much known in, in the bright circles. Exactly. So, but nonetheless, I mean... But we'll uh, the one thing Sonic. I will say about Sonic, uh, how'd you feel about some of the Speedster stuff? Because I know I want to talk about that later. With you know, the how he's the you no know, like the freezing times kind of stuff. Oh, it just looks like they took DC's Flash like and took well, it took like from Quicksilver, Marvel. yeah, yeah, and they just it's just like they they put them both together and they were like, but Sonic the Hedgehog can't do. I don't know if he can do any of those those things, especially those. Well, that's rings. what I was annoyed about. I'm like, I'm, yeah, the what the Doctor Strange thing. Yeah, the rings aren't portals. I'm sorry, bros. Like, like they're, they're really not. They're, all the rings do is give him health. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what was that ring portal shit? And I'm like, why is this dude stopping time? Sonic does not run that fast. No, 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 not e- not even close. Like, I'd say Sonic's slower than Quicksilver. Oh yeah, like, definitely. If, if, you're, yeah. if you're judging like all the speedsters, like Flash is obviously the fastest speedster in like comics, IP type stuff. I'd say Quicksilver is probably second. There's some anime people that might be above Quicksilver, but. Under Quicksilver, I'd say it's Sonic. Man, Sonic's not that fast. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Sonic's just... <coughs> yeah, I mean, Sonic was never, like, a speedster. He was just, like, someone who ran fast. I mean, everyone else in this universe ran that fast. No, no, no. Not, not everybody ran as fast as Sonic. Well, Nothing I mean, like... Tails could fly. Shadows, Shadow had some speed, but... Sonic was the fastest. I'll give him that. He was. Yeah, Shadow had some speed, but other than that, Sonic really was the fastest in his universe. But, Schubert, enough talk about Sonic. It's time to get to the DCEU. Or, well, I, or the DCEU. I don't know what they're calling it these days. The DC Universe, man. The movie universe, at least. And shout out to our guy, Daniel RPK. Look, man, he gives you the inside scoop, and we go to him for some of our news. And Daniel reported, or at least he gave us the insight that Warner Brothers has two top targets for Batman casting, and the two top names are Aaron Taylor Johnson and Nicholas Holt, two former Marvelese. Uh, Nicholas Holt's former being Beast, and Aaron Taylor Johnson is the MCU's former Quicksilver. How do you feel oh, about yeah. those names? Yeah, I keep forgetting that man because like he 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 has the 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 most chameleon person ever. He really does because you got to think that was kick ass, and then kick ass. Quicksilver, like they look completely different, and then he and then was when you in look at his uh, roles Outlaw like today. King. Yeah, I was about to say, if you look at his roles today, he is gritty. Like not yes. not just out, like hold on, let me look. Outlaw King definitely is one, but there was one that I saw. Nocturnal Animals, the Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams movie. Holy crap, he's a savage in that movie. Like he is insane. Like this this dude, kind of like out of all the names I've heard for Batman. 
he has been one of my favorites in terms of since they're going young, this dude can fit that gritty and he could master the personality of I'm Bruce Wayne at this moment, but I'm Batman at this moment. Like, I feel like he could show us, like you said, because he's such a good chameleon. I feel like he could nail both sides. Nicholas Holt, I'm not big on. I'm not going to even lie. Not going to sugarcoat it. Don't like the choice. Not at all. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really like that choice at all. I just don't think he has a Bruce Wayne look at all. Nicholas I feel Holt like Aaron feels Taylor like the Riddler. Johnson could pull off uh, a Bruce Wayne. Hell yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson would be a dope Batman. It, but if we're going to keep it a bean, Aaron Taylor Johnson, if we're going to have an older Batman, Aaron Taylor Johnson would have been a great Nightwing. But since we're going to have a young Batman, why not? Let's see what he does. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we're getting someone that wants to develop with the character as well and having him evolve into a, the older Batman if we yep. get down to that. That would be pretty I, interesting. I really hope the Nicholas Holt thing is kind of like when they were casting for Batman Begins when they had Christian Bale, but they also had Killian Murphy test as Batman, but Killian Murphy ended up being Scarecrow. Because I think Nicholas Holt could be a good Riddler, a good, someone, a villain in the Batverse. Yeah, I think that's that's a, probably a fair assumption. Uh, maybe a, a type of penguin if they wanted to go with it because he is British. Yeah, true, true. Uh, and we I'm have seen to... that they don't always make the penguin the same comic book version. And we've heard that Matt Reeves is looking to incorporate multiple Batman villains. The Riddler's been thrown around. Penguin's been thrown around. Those are the only ones I can really see him being because the other ones are kind of the, the the bulkier guys, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. the, 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 the physical, the, Baines the, and the, the brawn, yeah, the brawn counterpart to Batman where Nicholas Holt kind of seems like the, the, the mental uh, counterpart to Batman. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I definitely like Aaron Taylor Johnson. So you think that this is probably going to be one of the two, if, if we're getting down to it, you think this is pretty? Well, well, from what Daniel is saying, these are the two front runners right now. Okay. And I and I feel like they haven't decided yet because also rumor is that Matt Reeves is tweaking some uh some script things. The script's done. It sounds like he's upgrading some stuff, but I feel like he hasn't made his choice yet. And I feel like that's what's making it go back some. So one, I, I, maybe both dudes are kicking butt and they, they really just don't know who to choose. But we'll find out soon enough because the film will go to e in production either in fall 2019 or early 2020. So, so, it's good. so it's how soon. would you feel about seeing Aaron Taylor Johnson standing next to Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot? See, that's, it's so interesting, man, because it's like... Jason Momoa kind of fit the Ben Affleck Batman a little more, low key, because he's old. But he's, I agree. Like, he's like he's like thirty five, so it's like I mean, that's, yeah, that's that's where it's that's where I'm kind of iffy on this whole young Batman thing. I'm like, so how do you want to introduce him into this universe? But let me say this, okay? If you do it where it's like Wonder Woman is the old Greek god and Aquaman's the old king, I could I could buy it. You know what I mean? Like, but, yeah. but if, if you if you sell it that way, I could buy it, you know? God, there's going to be so much retcon, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just can't imagine how, how the normal audience that isn't fans of this is going to be like, oh, okay, well, this is just a seamless transition. They're just going to have to deal with it, man. Like, they accepted that freaking uh, Mark Ruffalo is Hulk. But I, I watched That's that Edward fair. Norton movie. I watched that Edward Norton movie the other day, and I really liked Edward Norton. And I was like, damn, I kind of missed him. Because he had control of his Hulk at the end of his movie. Ooh, Red, See, big retcon, big retcon. So yeah, I mean, uh, so let's not let's not but, say like. But but, th but a, that's the that's the thing that we need to start thinking about with these castings, and we're gonna get into a convers the conversation with Flash in a second. 
where you know you got to think about who's going to be a part of this Justice League because eventually DC is trying to build their Avengers, their just so they're trying to build their Justice League storyline. And I mean, look, I think Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman are okay. I feel like that's why they're also holding out on Superman to see how people react to this Batman. Because lo and behold, I think if this Batman is successful, you got to cast a young Superman to go to, to be his to be his counterpart. And you just yeah. have and you just have Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman be the old dogs. That's what you're gonna have, and then you're gonna have to have which is uh, fine because of their element. It like, is. They're both Atlantean and uh, and Greek god god. So it works I for mean, Shazam because he's a kid. It doesn't matter yeah. with him. There's a loophole with that. But my thing is, it comes down to who do you bring next? If young Batman works and you go as Superman to be his age counterpart, how Jordan has to be somewhere in that el- like whoever Green Lantern is. There, and if they still do that thing where it's old Hal Jordan and young uh, John Stewart, well, then if old Hal dies, then young John is going to have to be in the range of Superman and Batman, too. Well, and if you have an old Hal, then, like, where has he been? Well, old Hal's been in Oa. That's, that's, gonna, that's probably going to be their thing. Okay. But, uh, yeah. but, yeah, and then you mentioned Hal, but now let's go into the conversation of talking about flash because you know let's go talk about what we know now and and what we can speculate with him look shout out to daniel rpk again we, that's my guy giving the dope information out there in these streets he he was basically like it's not looking good for ezra so so what that means is warner brothers probably didn't like his redemption of the script with uh grant morrison and it's probably going to look like they're going to recast flash and go with the direction that they wanted with their directors because Ezra didn't like their direction. And look, some people might be like, oh, another pushback, another cast. That might be, it's a bad thing. That might not necessarily be a bad thing. It just might be Ezra's vision. He wanted a super dark take. And DC's going in this new direction, man. And honestly, Flash isn't this, this really this dark character, if you really know about the Flash. Like, yes, he has dark moments, but he, if you look at the Justice League, if you look at all of them, the dark ones are Batman, you can make a case Aquaman could be a little dark. You can make a case Green Lantern could be a little dark and Ollie Queen. But the lights are usually Wonder Woman, Superman, Flash, and then Shazam. So I, I understand if, if that's where DC wants to go. But in terms of uh, where they're going to go now, it's just like, ooh, I don't know. Well, I think it's a really exciting thing. Yeah? You, who do you – okay, if you're if – you're, if, 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 if you're Warner Brothers – who yeah. are you, where are you going with your Flash? Well, you know, if we're going to go with this whole young thing, I think we need to go young with the Flash as well. And we need to get someone who's got a little bit of a com- comedy edge. So how young you talking? Because uh, Batman's well, thinking, 28 to 30. Well, I'm thinking someone similar in that Aaron Taylor Johnson age range, but you can go just a tad younger if you wanted. Uh, I, you know, I don't know who exactly we get right now because... I haven't done too much research into all that. Yeah, no, for sure. But, uh, I mean, I think that there's definitely someone out there that could fit this role pretty well as, think, you know, think almost a little bit of Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Okay. Like, it's not the best example, but he had a little bit of a comedy edge, and he was that speedster guy that, you know, in a a group setting, he's kind of like, just the comedy relief. I feel so, your vibe. I, I see where you're going with it. I'm so yeah, to- I mean, I I kind I kind of need it to be a little bit more 
uh, comedy, and I would like to see it stay a little bit more grounded. That because uh, what I had heard was that they want to do this whole Flashpoint thing, and I think it's just too early. It really is. You got to build to those types of things. But my thing with that is, so you want comedy? I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest this because I love Shazam, and I think Shazam had its own elements of comedy that wasn't so overbearingly. Where you had laugh track moments for like like you do in Marvel movies. Well, let me say this: if if you're gonna go with the comedy element of Flash, then I don't want Barry Allen. I want Wally West. Uh, I would like Wally West as well, but I don't know if if you can make it happen. I don't know either, and I just feel like that would be that would be a bold choice by DC because that would distinguish it from the TV. That would distinguish it from Ezra Miller. Because Wally West is the strongest speedster. He's the Justice League speedster that we see in the animated show. And, and just everything that people love about The Flash is not truly from Barry Allen. It's truly from Wally West. And I think it would be a good way to do that because then you kind of even take that farther away from the original Justice League. Yeah. It, and, it you, helps and, and, also, and also, if you are going to do Jon Stewart, it kind of fits in with what with him. we with, with what we know as kids for our generation who are going to be the ones who are going to pay money to go see it. They should have just got freaking uh, the boys to come through and, and make the thing, man. Like, oh, they have a, a Bruce Tim and Paul Dini and all. They should have just got them to be not make it, but been like, yo, we want to just yeah. you know, write, write the scripts. Yeah, be uh, like uh, Dave Filoni or Kevin Feige-esque. Yeah. But not really, not really Kevin, because Kevin does a lot of different stuff on the production side. But nonetheless, yeah, man, this Flash, oh, in terms of what I'm going to see from the movie, I don't necessarily know if I want to see Reverse Flash. And if you give us Wally, I would much rather see the Rogues Gallery, a, a Captain Cold, a, a Mirror Master. I'd, I'd love to see a Rogues Gallery movie, and then you build to if you want to do Professor Zoom, because it's Wally, or if it's very even, so Eobard Thorne, Reverse Flash. I don't think Reverse Flash should be the first movie. I, I, I really don't. Well, I mean, hope if, if we say that they hopefully do like a Wally, I hope that they go with someone a little bit more down-to-earth. Like, maybe you go with like Captain Cold or Captain Boomerang. Because, I mean, now you, have, you already have Captain Boomerang established in the universe. That's going to be weird, too. This this red con's gonna be. You just gotta roll. Well, I don't. I don't think you can use that Captain Boomerang because he's coming back for Suicide Squad. Yeah, he and is. And I think this movie's already gonna have to get pushed back. So I mean, yeah. like you could you could probably use him, and if, especially if you're gonna try and use a Rogues Gallery, you can have him and Captain Cold. Yeah, I, I dig that. And then you throw Mirror Master in there. That's the big three. I'd like that. I really would. Like that. That's my Flash movie. That I, that if you asked me to pitch, I would pitch that one before I pitch Reverse Flash because I just feel. The TV show has beat Reverse Flash down the freaking head, and it's just yeah. like you got to do something different. And you, if you build to a Reverse Flash, you've seen from Marvel, and not to, not to just not just to because I, this is what I really well. And if you, and Marvel. if you and if you're gonna tell Reverse Flash's story, it needs to be the Flashpoint story, and the Flashpoint story doesn't need to be the first story. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. If you build to certain stories, it would work, and and especially with DC because the way that they build to certain things. It's everything is impactful and it, it it feels right. So it's just like, and that's no shot at Marvel. It's just, it, it, but the way that they build things, that's my favorite thing about their universe, and that's what I wish DC would take from them because the the epicness that they could get to would just be crazy. And the Flash is one of those characters that I could see doing that. Yeah, well, you know, let's uh, let's 
move on from the Flash because I, you know, I don't want to speculate too hard because we haven't even got that confirmation that Ezra Miller's out. Yes, it's but just, I, it, we just but got do, the word that it's not looking good. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it would, if you do make the change, it would be a good opportunity. I feel like you'd have to push the movie back, so we'd definitely be after Birds of Prey. Might even be a pass behind Batman. Oh, it would definitely, like, I think right now it's behind Batman. Yeah, so like that, that movie, that, was, that uh, movie like, was supposed to come out next year, and it's definitely but, not going to do that. Oh, no, I feel like, I think we might get Batman tw- late 2020, 2021, fam. Like, Batman's coming. Matt, Matt Reeves is, is coming, and the fact that we're drawing near with casting just gets me more and more excited for this Batman movie. Like, I just want to know what he's doing, man. I really do, because like you said last week, there's now that the Infinity Saga is over, and Marvel really has to build to something new, because yeah. e- everybody thinks it's just going to be, oh, we're going to take these, these characters we have, which they will, and, and do new stories, and we're going to get to a big baddie like that. No, they're going to have to build to whatever they're going to do. And who knows if that works or not. DC's in prime position to at least get their stuff right and get, get up into maybe not competing head-to-head, but at least, all right, we're, we're in the game now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, especially now that Marvel's on, like, their rebuild pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's time that it's, it's now everybody's grinding to see where they're going to become. So, But speaking on people grinding, Chris Miller and Phil Lord have signed a team deal with Sony Pictures Television to produce a Spider-Man TV universe fresh off the Oscar win for Best Animated Feature for the Spider-Verse. Chris Miller and Phil Lord have signed on for a five-year deal in which the duo will develop animated shows based on Sony Marvel characters. These characters include Spider-Man and popular Spider-Man villains Venom, Green Goblin, and Morbius. Schubert, does this excite you? Yeah, of course it excites me, man. I mean, I'm a giant Spider-Man fan, so I definitely want to see any sort of Spider-Man stuff used at any point. Uh, so what they're saying is with the story is that it's not going to... Is it going to be with Miles and taken off of what happened in the movie, or are we just going to be getting different stories with different characters? Uh, they haven't. They didn't really go into too much detail. But if one could guess, I'm assuming they're going to be building off of what they're going to be doing in the animated movie verse that they're doing with off of Miles. And I feel like this is going to be part of that whole animated Spider-Verse thing that they're trying to do. So I feel like it's going to be both movie and TV. Yeah, but I mean, like, who's this? Do you think that this is going to have like one centered character? Um, that's an interesting Like, is this going to be like Miles Morales meets a bunch of people, or are we going to be fo- like, that's what I'm confused about. Is this going to be just, Peter? It, is this going to be Miles? Well, it sounds like Gordon? it's kind of like an anthology episodically, you know, like it's a, an, a season of shows that are different episodes, different characters. I would that. That kind of anthology. That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, where it's like way, this episode is a Spider-Man story about Morbius. Okay, then this one's one like, about Green God. Okay, I mean, look, if if they go into what if this is a series where they keep Miles and Gwen to the movies, but this is the one anthology about uh the Peter Parker that that died, and you see all his his heroics and stuff. And oh he, man, he, and, and are you gonna get? Oh no, okay, it's gonna be the Peter Parker who died. Yeah, the Peter Parker who died, Chris Pine. Okay, Chris yeah, Pine. And, and you see all. Would his, they like, get Chris Pine to be the voice? I don't know. See, I don't know how much cachet this is getting. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. shoot. But I mean, shoot, Chris. This has to be big because those dudes stopped. They signed a TV deal, so this has to be big, big stuff because 
what's stopping them from making another movie? They're, they're decided like, yeah, we're going to just go with Spider-Man and we're going to team up with Sony. They like what we're doing. I mean, they're going to let us give us the keys to this Spider-Man TV universe. So I think it's going to be bigger than what just some, I, I think it's going to be bigger than what we expect. And I feel like it's going to have crossover to the movie. And this is going to be something that people have to watch if they want to keep up with the movies, which would be interesting. That's something I would like to see. Well, I mean, and the other question is, is where is it going to be? What is it going to be on? You know, where, where Ooh, will you be key. able to find it? Well, Sony does. And if it's going to have to be a cable show. I feel like this might be Hulu. Sony, Sony does own Hulu, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't Disney have Hulu? I think Disney owns like a, a piece of Hulu, like the Fox piece. But I st- because I know Sony owns Funimation and they just and they and they have the Hulu thing. That's some anime shit. So I, I don't know. I don't know. That that'd be very interesting to see where it plays. Will it play on cable? FX maybe. They they were gonna do that Deadpool stuff for Fox back when before Disney. Oh, Donald Fox. Glover was a, was yeah. a part of it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll, that well, will it be Disney XD? See, I, I don't know if Disney's gonna do it. Yeah, it's just like uh, it's it's definitely up in the air with that. Like, where where do you put it? Who's so it's nice that they want to do some Spider Man TV, but you know, there's just a lot of questions. There really is, and I, I can't yeah. wait to see. But I trust Lord Miller. Do. No, yeah. Even though, so, you know, even though that they got kicked off of Solo, but you know. I mean, look, you mean, creative you, differences. You, you can't deny that their animated stuff has been golden. Well, I from mean, Lego, their live action Le- stuff isn't bad either. I mean, they uh, did a lot of uh, How I Met Your Mother in the first seasons. And in 21 Jump Street, so. Yeah, 21 Jump Street. So shout out to Chris Miller and Phil Lord. They, yeah. they do that thing. But speaking on. Marvel, Disney streaming. This is our final story. Marvel Studios' upcoming Disney Plus shows will consist of six to eight episodes. According to the sources for The Hollywood Reporter, the Marvel Disney TV shows include The Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, and a series centered on Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye passing the torch to Kate Bishop. Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, and Jeremy Renner are set to reprise their roles in these Disney Plus shows. So speaking on the transition of Marvel... We've been talking about these shows for quite some time now, and now we're getting the episode count. It's six to eight. But, and I know that sounds small in the streaming era, but in the post-Game of Thrones hour-plus-long shows and post-Mandalorian, even though we don't know what's coming from Mandalorian, but I'm guessing it's going to be an hour-long episode. Yeah, I mean, we do know there's eight, too. Hour-long eight episodes isn't bad to me, so I'm not upset at the story, especially because we're getting all the, the stars back Marvel's not going to go to television unless it's big budget because you've seen all the other Marvel TV. They don't even acknowledge from Netflix to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to all that stuff. It, it, if they're going to bring their big time movie stars into the TV world with Disney Plus, you know it's going to be backed and put in a lot of effort. So I'm not upset at eight episodes. The only thing that concerns me about this news is with WandaVision because, like, I've. What we've been hearing out of that is that it's going to be very sitcom oriented anyway. I thought it was going to be like, I thought they were going to, you know, squeeze in like 10, 30 minute episodes, you know? Yeah. But they're saying that they're all going to be six to eight. I'm wondering, like, if this is just a throwaway show. It just makes me feel weird that Paul Bettany and um, and Olsen would, Elizabeth Olsen would get into something that isn't going to be a hit, you know? That's my, my thing is with that, I don't know where they go. Like, what what story do you tell? Do you tell from Civil War to Infinity War, the time where they're on the run? And what did they do on the run? Did they just stay in one city or did they, they, they hide? I don't know if Elizabeth Olsen's out there using her powers. I don't know if Paul Bettany's out there using his powers. 
So it's just like, I don't know what that show's going to be. And if it's what, what we've been hearing, this 50s-style I Love Lucy sitcom, then it's just like, I'm not about to watch six. Like, bro, what? Yeah, I'm very confused about how all that's going down. But I am excited to see Jeremy Renner, because I think this is the yeah. post-end game. He's going to be dealing with all that Ronin stuff. He's going to be dealing with losing Black Widow. Spoiler alert. We already spoiled the <laughs> game. Like, I don't care. Like, oh. Lyndon, you just ruined it. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Like, whatever. But, I, no, for real, I apologize, fan base. But if, if I did spoil it, I'm truly sorry. But, uh, no, Jeremy Renner, we're going to be dealing with him post-end game, dealing with his problems. And he's going to be passing the torch to Kate Bishop. I can't wait to see that. And Falcon Winter Soldier, it better be Captain America in Winter Soldier. My boy Spoilers again. <laughs> My boy Anthony Mackie done leveled up. Shit. He went through one of those Doctor Strange Sonic teleporter rings. <laughs> Got an upgrade. Got the upgrade, baby. He's like, Falcon is back. He, he up here. He no longer the Falcon. He Captain America, my G. Yeah, I'm hoping that those are the ones that get eight. Like I'm, I'm worried about who's gonna have six. Maybe like, Loki. Get, yeah, give Loki Wandavision six. Let Falcon Winter Soldier be eight. Because I feel yeah, like yeah. Loki has to be six. Because I feel like with the the time frames that he's in, they're that they're not gonna be so big. So that mm-hmm. you gotta like get little stories told. Yeah, and, you, and then that I feel like that show more than any of them would be the most expensive due to like Asgard and all the CGI they have to do. Even though I mean, shoot, they I, I wonder if they have all the old sets and stuff and the the stuff are the models already formed due to how many times we've seen Asgard. But I feel like that's the one. If anyone's gonna be six episodes, it's Loki. Yeah, just, li- just little vignette stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I could see. Them doing the vignette stories. I'm. I was thinking more of like some of the tellings of like when he was in jail or that too. And but but even that, it could just be little anthologies, different stories of him. Yeah. Because you gotta because you gotta know this isn't gonna be uh, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's a narrator, so it's gonna be with young Loki. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's why I, I feel like it could just be different little anthologies of his younger life. Yeah, agreed. I, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with young Thor, too, or they might just send him away or something. So, like, have him be on missions when they do it. Yeah. But but I think that'd be a missed opportunity not to have young Thor. It'll be very interesting. I think, you could keep, I think you'd easily cast it. It's not like it'd be that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. So, yeah. e- either way, Marvel's got a lot of stuff to look forward to post-Endgame. Again, I'm sorry if I spoiled it for anybody who didn't see Endgame and is listening to the show. But if you but, have seen Endgame and you haven't heard our review, go to the last episode, episode 38. And check that out, because we went yeah. deep dive into it. We broke down the film. But you, speaking on Endgame, let's get to this week's box office breakdown. Yeah, we'll start with 5 to 4. Number 5 is, or you know, 5 to 1. Number 5 is Shazam. Shazam is kind of taken it in the chin due to the Endgame and MCU you know, bonanza at the moment with Captain Marvel getting at their well, spoilers, Captain Marvel's up to number three. But shout out to Shazam, man. I'm glad it's at number five because it should be higher, but it's not in a lot of theaters right now. Cause even in my Lafayette theaters, I see that they've given more theaters to Captain Marvel and taken some away from Shazam to fit in all the in game theaters. So shout out to Shazam still holding strong. Very solid DC movie. Definitely. And um, Breakthrough was there at number four. I don't really know too much about Breakthrough. Me neither. Um, 
and at number two is the Curse of La Lorna. So shout out to Curse of La Lorna with all the stuff, you know, through MCU craze. They were still able to hold it down. Yeah, that's two. big for that horror movie to be at number two. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, number one is at end, is Endgame. Shout and they're almost us. at $500 million. Shout out to us for calling the Billy first weekend. That's all I got to say. Black Swami, you know me for my sports takes. My movie takes are just as fire. Shout out to the Black Swami. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to make a billion by the end of the week because they're almost halfway there now. Oh, you think domestically? Yeah. Oh, if they do that, then two billion is definitely on the horizon. That's what I'm saying. Because if they do a billion domestically, there's no reason why they shouldn't do two billion. They shouldn't do a billion internationally because shit. Like I said, China, when we started this episode, was at 500 million just in China alone. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Mm-hmm. It's become like, yeah. Well, I mean, now it is going to be the biggest movie event in the history of movies. Oh so. yeah, it, it passed up all the Star Wars things. Yeah. Easy. So shout until, out until until Star Wars MCU. comes out. Bro, like, bro, wait. Do you want to have this conversation, or are you, or are you just joking? Um, halfway joking, but I mean, I think oh there's going to be people. You're, ha- you're halfway serious. But I'm also halfway serious. Yeah, you don't bro, think you, that there's going to be that sh- uh, shit no. ton of people there? Fuck. Well, not like, not like fucking that. Like uh, that. I, think, I, feel, I feel like I feel I'm going like to buy my special. ticket beforehand. Maybe that might be true. Just because that's true, and you have to buy your ticket beforehand doesn't mean that it's going to pass in-game. Like, I feel like the MCU, as much as Star Wars is this IP that has passed generation to generation to generation, can we not at least agree that from Last Jedi onward, there's been some Star Wars... Not fatigue. fatigue. Not, I don't want to say fatigue because I hate that word, and I don't like when people say superhero fatigue, so I'm not going to do that to your fan base. But I'm going to say some vitriol. There's been some Star Wars backlash. And I think due to that... And the haters are going to see if it's more of a train wreck. I I agree, but I just don't think there's no way in hell it passes Endgame. Endgame was a a a once-in-a-lifetime... And maybe not if if other cinematic universes get their shit together. But Endgame, as of right now, it's a legendary film that was built over 22 films. Like... It, you you don't see this that often, so I don't. I, as much as I love Star Wars, I can't say it's gonna pat, break that record. Fuck. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see. But let's get to movie on the rise. Ian is finishing up our track, so so look, we'll, we'll have it soon. We gotta we gotta get this jingle right. But Shuby, what you got? Oh, you want me to go first? You go first. All right. This week, I was gonna suggest the uh, Scott, the Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron movie long shot i'm probably gonna go see that with my girl this weekend you know a little date movie and it seems pretty funny so i'm uh, i'm suggesting that to all the people out there who want to go on a little date check out long shot looks the first good looking rom-com of the year it looks yo like this looks like the first good rom-com in a while like i'm very interested in this movie this movie looks hilarious so shout out to seth rogan shout out to charlize theron and shout out to my guy um o'shea jackson jr Ice Cube, son. Yeah, O'Shea Jackson Jr. in a different sort yeah, of role. Bro, I love, I, I, love seeing, Ice Cube. I love seeing him in these movies because I think he's a good actor. I want to see him yeah. in the stripes. Like, I want to see him surpass his pops and like not have to rely on his pops to do things. Because I know how that is. Like When you have a dad, you don't want to live in that shadow. So shout out to O'Shea Jackson Jr. I feel you out there in these streets, bro. And for my movie on the rise, it has another actor who's trying to kind of change his image, get out of 
a shadow, but of the Disney shadow, Zac Efron. Ooh, I'm excited for this. And the movie is extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. And it's the Ted Bundy biopic. We'll probably come I, back next week and talk about it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. I'm, I was watching an interview on uh, the, uh, Collider Live had brought on the director of the movie. And I didn't realize that he was also the director of the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, real? So he's definitely really wrapped up into the whole story and the world of Ted Bundy. I hope that guy's uh, okay. Knows all the first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knows, <laughs> knows all those accounts and has talked to all the victims. And, and he, he know, if he knew how to tell the story, I think he was the perfect guy to do it. This is kind of his directorial debut with a feature movie. Okay, so um, we're going to see what this guy has. But it was definitely a festival darling, and Netflix was the bidder who got the rights, and so they're going to have it out as, we, as we're speaking right now. It's probably on Netflix right now. 100%, so I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out this weekend. Good, good yeah. choice, Shuby. I'm, I'm excited. So but we got good, two good movies this week for you guys to check out if you want to go see movies or if you want to stay home and watch one in your, in your house. But as, it's, as you can tell... This week's discussion is all about the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I'm gonna name my first daughter Arya. Okay. Are, are we? Are we just? Are we just jumping into it? Are we just? Are we just going there? Like, what, am, do am I, I have to say this? a spoiler alert for Game of Thrones? Like, if you're not, if if, like, okay, if you if you if you don't watch Game of Thrones, then you might as well turn off the episode because like we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones the rest of the episode. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And if you are watching Game of Thrones, then you're probably at the point that you're watching Game of Thrones right now. Because like, you know, or you I, I only know like one person who's watching it from like the back. Like my thing is this on Sundays, if you're not watching Game of Thrones and you're on Twitter or on Facebook, bro, everything's being spoiled. Like every, people live tweet and talk about that stuff. So it's just like Monday be, is like National Game of Thrones meme day right now. It really, it really it's crazy. In talking about Avengers having event movies, this is event television, man. Where everybody's sitting down on a, as a family on Sundays and watching Game of Thrones, which is what I hope Mandalorian's gonna be. You, it's you. Oh man, I hope it is too. But it's got to build to that. And and being on Disney Plus, we gotta see if people buy that. HBO's just been the gold standard. I can't and like. Game of Thrones wasn't even my most anticipated show of 2019 from HBO. I'm waiting for Watchmen. Like it's just, like I, I feel like Watchmen's about to be that 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 juice. But it definitely can of, be. It's the new know. action. It's the new action show on HBO. It's replacing Game of Thrones, so I hope yeah. it, it it takes over. But my thing is with, with Battle of Winterfell, we're spoiling away. Three, two, one. Can we talk about the Night King first, please? Sure. Do we do do we not feel like he was underutilized? Because that's my yeah. biggest complaint of it. Yeah, I think he was underutilized. Like, I, well, I, I'm, more, more, so, more so his, like, cronies. Yeah, like, yes. What, what are they just doing just standing around the whole time, you know? My, my thing is this. It's like, I saw everybody, I've seen men, women tweet about this. I'm not upset about Arya killing the Night King. Like, John had his own thing. John still has his own Why thing. Why would anyone be? Yeah, like, I, I've seen fanboys be like, the Mary Sue thing. I hate that shit. That shit, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying. Arya starts the the G. She saved everybody. Shout out to her. She killed it. But my thing is, I'm not upset about that. I'm just upset about the Night King. Just he's supposed. To, he was in episode one. The episode's titled "Winter is Coming." 
Like, I understand the show's called Game of Thrones, and I hate this argument as well, that, oh, it's the battle for the throne. It's not Game of Zombies. But you made this thing to where this Night King is the end-all, be-all, and he just died like that. Like, it was nothing. Well, but but that's the thing. Like, is he supposed to be the end-all, be-all? And I think that he... Like, my thing is he needed to go soon, but he didn't need to go right then. Like... I thought that they what they should have should have done is kind of left us at a cliffhanger where they were in a really bad state of peril. Maybe they hadn't gotten the brain yet. Yeah. Um, but like we lost a major. Like I was expecting that we were going to end on a major death, and like we would have see, to come back. Like yeah, and, we lost Theon, but like what? Yeah, that was not that's not a major death. Like what? Reek, see you later, Reek. Get him out yeah. of here. <laughs> I mean, you can argue that Jorah Mormont was definitely a pretty devastating death, and he had a pretty good arc. Jorah, in this like, like, let me just, let me quote Soldier Boy. Jorah, <laughs> I'm saying like he was probably the most devastating death in the episode. Oh yeah, he was definitely the most devastating death. But Jorah should have been the lightest death in the episode because everybody knew Jorah was gonna die. Yes, yes. Like, but, like who who should have died was Brienne, Tormund. Them niggas should have died. Uh. I still feel like Brienne's got something to do. I think that we could have lost Podrick. Podrick um, definitely should have been out of here. I think Grey Worm. I think we should have lost Varys. We should have lost some of like Grey and Worm. Get him out of here. We should have <laughs> lost Grey Worm. We could have lost Mel- uh, whatever her name, not Melisandre, because she was like Ms. the hero. Andre. Episode, whatever Melisandre, whatever her name is, uh, Grey Worm's lover could have got her out of here too. So my, it's just like it just felt like oh. We're not going to kill... Like, it worries me for who's going to be alive at the end of this. Because I feel but like more people are going to be alive than expected. You know, what? where I really liked it and enjoyed it is... And, like, what I said on the podcast yesterday where, like, I preferred it more than Endgame that weekend was because where with Endgame, I was kind of... Everything was in resolution. It was resolved. It was resolving itself. So it was more of, like... I didn't feel like there were that many stakes. Yeah. But in, in this episode with Game of Thrones, the stakes were so high, and I feel like it's going to be the case for every episode going forward, that the stakes are just so high in Game of Thrones that every moment you're at the edge of your seat, like, what the heck is going to happen next? Like, is this person going to die? Because there were so many moments in an episode where you're like, oh my gosh, he's a goner. Like, they're a goner. Yeah. It's, it's over. Like, there were so many times where I'm like, oh, well, you're going to die. It's like, especially like, Arya. I was like, oh my god, they're going to kill Arya. Like, I can't believe this. And then like, there are so many times I, I'm just convincing myself, I'm like, how am I going to talk about this on the pod? Like, oh my gosh, like, they're about then, to kill this pre- character. With John being on that dragon, I thought John was done for a couple times, too. When he brought it back all the people to life and John was chasing after him, I was like, oh, John's a goner. Like, John, yeah. this is how he's going to go? Like, yeah, for real? It's over with. John's done, but I'll say this. Oh, and like when when uh, Dragon or, uh, the you know, Danny's dragon had all the... The zombies on him or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. I, thought I, that, I thought he was, he was getting too. stabbed. I was like, oh, I, I was like, they're gonna kill the dragon this way, and then Danny's gonna be out here in the cold, and yep. she's gonna die. No, well, well, you know, she got saved. Save yeah, my young Jora, friend zone for life. Yeah, friend zone till death, my G. Shout out to you, Mr. Mormont. Uh, but also, oh, they killed that old girl. Leanne yeah, Mormont. that was a really awesome ep- uh, scene. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the more satisfying deaths because she went out like a G. For and sure. tell me, tell me why was Tyrion trying to get his Mac on in the last seconds of life? He wasn't trying to get his Mac on. He was just being nice. <laughs> He's trying to get his Mac on, and Sansa was trying to get her Mac on. Oh my gosh, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, "Do you think that Tyrion and Sansa are just gonna like 
just get back together at the end of this just because like it'd be convenient for him. And I'm like, maybe. no, mate, no. <laughs> you, you only got maybe conveniency, man. Nah. It, well, in real life, they would. No. Uh, out of conveniency, maybe. Who knows? No, no. But because, uh, they, say, because that person's argument was like, well, Sansa, the reason that she liked Reek was because she doesn't like men that like are all about, I don't know. But power? Tyrion is a, yeah, like, I don't feel like she wants someone that's going to like, you know, Overpower her or whatever, or try to go to the for the throne. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah, but, my, so. but who knows, man? My, but let's talk about some of our favorite things for this episode because the Night King might have been my least favorite thing, but I think one of my favorite things, yo, R.I.P. Let me pour one out for the homies because this death was the most probably the most like serious death because the entire race of people were obliterated like that at the beginning, and then Melisandre comes in. She's like, oh yeah, let me put the spell on. Light all these fires of these swords up. I was like, all right, they might have a chance. Then they run out there. All them fires went out just like that within a wink. All right, I love how they did that. I love how they shot that. Mm. All right, Pete, all the Dothraki, you you guys went out. But speaking on shot, I don't know, Shuby. You was hating on my TV, but I got a better TV than you. I don't know. No, you didn't. You didn't it's like dark watching all those flames go go away and like not oh, have okay. it. Oh, okay. No, I love that. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the best shot thing in the episode. Yeah, that, that, was, that's what that I thought beautiful. was super cool. Yeah, yeah. No, and, no, no, no. That was badass. And I mean, I don't want to do this bullshit with the brightness thing because like it's just so subjective because like I thought it looked perfect. And I, you know, I really like the darkness of it all. I thought that the scenes, especially in the library where Arya is kind of lurking and it's more of a horror element. It was pretty oh, no, much like, like that. there were lots of points in this episode that were very horror movie esque. Because I mean, we are working with zombies here, you know. Stuff in the crypt was also very horror element. It felt like a video game too. Yeah, I mean, I was so enthralled with those scenes with Arya, and even when she had to get reunited with the Hound and uh, the, the other guy—I don't remember his name—with the flaming oh, yeah, sword. He, he he died. Well, he died for Azor's eye, man. Shout out to shout out to Arya, man. True, true savior. Yeah, Arya's the true savior, and I mean, I'm wondering what that's going to play for down the road. Um, I'm she wondering, like, if they Green gave eyes. her the what? Is that the case? Yeah, I think she still got killed green eyes. Did Did Arya say that she's only gotten brown ones? I feel like that might have been the case. Brown and blue. Well, yeah, yeah. Now she has blue, but I feel like there was a line where she's like, "I've only gotten brown ones." I don't. Fans out there, if we're wrong, I feel like she still got to get Cersei's green. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of alluding to that, and um, and I, my, I don't know. My big I, question is, what does my poor boy John do now? Oh, John's that's in the, the question, shit, bro. Like, I feel so bad for Jon Snow. Now that his whole life's mission is done, all Danny gonna be trying to do is just be like, oh no, the throne's mine. <laughs> like, that's all that's about to happen, and John's just gonna be in the shit of like, yeah, man, I'm re- I'm, I'm Aegon Targaryen, but I'm not trying to go for this. Like, just let me be. Like, please. And then also, the foreshadowing between him and Arya, will he have to choose between the Starks and the Targaryens? That's going to be interesting to see as well. Yeah, is he going to be in the north or is he going to be in the south kind of deal? Yeah, will he go to King's Landing? Yeah. And what's going to be That's how with, it ends up. Yeah, what's going to be with Cersei and Cersei versus Danny? Will Danny turn to be the Mad Queen? Uh, who knows? Find out next well, time. Cersei's going to die. Yeah, well, Cersei can definitely die. But what happened yeah. to Danny? And we got to get knows? the Clegane Bowl. Yeah, we got to see the Mountain versus the Hound. Plot yeah. armor. 
Plot Armor has won. We got to see if the Hound was such a was, was such a wimp in that fight, though. Mm. Shoot me, he doesn't like fire. That's his biggest weakness. He had to go get fire and the White Walkers. That, that was what just is, traumatizing for him. What is he, Martian Manhunter? Well, no, you know, that's his face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he don't like fire. That's his weakness. That's why That's why he was a little weak. But uh, anything else from this episode? Uh, what do you think? The dragon, bro. With Jane? Oh, well, I, do you think they're alive? I think I think at least no. Two both fights. dragons are alive. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. At least one. Yeah. Well, we, I know, I know Danny's is alive, and then I know from the trailer that the other one's alive because I saw it. Oh, okay. Well, then, boom. They're both alive. That's so I'm, plus, I'm pretty sure that they're alive, both alive. Even though Danny lost some of the Unsullied and all the uh, Dothraki. Pretty much all the Unsullied. She still got two dragons. We out here. Yeah, and she's got the. The a small bit of the Iron Fleet, and the question is, will the North go fight for her? Ooh, I don't know. Sounds I don't upset. know, man. Yeah, see, mm, I don't know if the North going to fight for. And that's where I feel like she's going to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. Because she's going to be like, I lost everyone to fight, to help you, and you won't help me. Yep, but it's like, well, you had to help me, or you weren't going to even get any of this. Crazy. And then she's gonna be like, "Well, I'm gonna force you to help me," and like, be like, dra- "I'm gonna burn you to the ground." Too bad you can't burn me. <laughs> I'm gonna burn. You can't burn. Can't burn John. But yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I was talking from John's perspective. You know, that's my guy. I pull. I pull so, John Snow. So, uh, why, uh, Night King was a Targaryen, huh? I don't know. I'm not buying it. I Night King just left me so upset that like I just don't know how to feel about him. I mean, I think that that's something that you could leave up to interpretation because he didn't get Bron, burned by the fire. Do you think him and Bron's conversation will uh, come back up? Because I thought they were going to make Bron the Night King right then and there. Bran the Night King right then and there. Uh, no, I don't think that's going to ever come back. I think the thing we're going to get with Bran is whatever he did with the crows. Oh, okay. um, I, and I don't know what that is yet. I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know what he did with the crows either. Like, I, be my my other thing is like maybe he sent them to the Dorn. Does Dorn still have an army? Ooh, they could get the Dornish peeps. That and that could be who Danny tries to go get. Because be, weren't they down there? I think no, no. Do, I think Dorn Dorn is still doing stuff because they they still got beef with Cersei for uh, yes. killing for killing that boy. So I mean, and and they might be with the Iron Fleet or some shit with that girl. So we're gonna see if the world comes to Danny's aid now. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be about. Uh, uh, from what I've heard with that, that everyone's been throwing around Facebook and Twitter with that uh, comments that Amelia Clark said that not this episode, but the next episode is going to be a bigger battle than the Winterfell. Oh, um, real. So I think this is going to be a lot of setup for that battle. Probably Because, so. I mean, we do need to have a lot of conversations now. Like, legitimately, yeah, there's some conversations that need to be had. Yeah, we get like, into this next battle. One hundred percent. Like, what's up with Jamie and Tyrion? How y'all about to go fight your sister? Like, you, you coming, Jamie? What you doing, uh, John? What's up with this Aegon Targaryen stuff? Are you going for the throne, Danny? If John's going for the throne, are you gonna try to stop him? Or are you gonna be a good aunt, uh, Sansa? Are you gonna go crazy and try to uh, keep Winterfell for yourself and try to get the throne? Or are you gonna help out Danny and John? Arya, are you just gonna kill everybody because f all them? You don't give a damn. Like, what, what's about to pop off, man? As Game of Thrones turns. Because one of my uh, friends was like, it's, it feels like a soap opera. <laughs> I was like, pretty much. But it, 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 it's 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 a drama, you know. Keep it's on a drama. 
keeps us keeps us on our toes. Yeah, is, Bron- like I said, is, is Bron still Bron's gonna turn? try and kill uh, Tyrion and Jamie? I think he's actually wanted him to kill them both. You know, with the guy with the crossbow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. It's gonna be interesting um, to see. What, how does Andrew respond? Is he trying to ban some more? Uh, I think so. I think yeah, Arya's so. like, we'll uh, I killed the Night King. Take off your pants. Well, we're going to see what happens with him and And shout out to Sophie Turner, because at the week when Arya got laid, she was like, I see you out there, my B. I see you out there. And then this They're like really like, close friends. Arya, that, that bad girl. Look at her out there. And I, yeah. I like that relationship. I really do. Yeah, I was, wa- I was watching some um, interviews with them and like some of... Some like stories of like how their relationship was throughout the entirety of the show. They were like super close. Like yeah, I, they grew up together. She, Ari's only one year younger than Sophie Turner, and that's something that people don't. Yeah. Really, like that's something that when I, I brought that up, you were like they're, they're really close in age, and I and I didn't. I'm one of those people that didn't believe that. And then when you find out, Maisie Williams just looks young, but she's she's one year. She's younger twenty. Than Sophie she looked twenty one, twenty two, something like that. Yeah. So one hundred percent. But she be that's all I really got on Game of Thrones this week, you know. I'm trying to rack my brain for some other things. Do we? Th- I think uh, someone said I saw someone highlight that Wolf did make it, or that not Wolf, Ghost did make it. Of course, who didn't? Who did not make it in this episode? <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, who else do you think should have gone? Like, I think uh, you said oh. you said Brienne. Um, so I think the people who should have gone should have Podrick should have go- went. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Maybe the Onion Knight. Oh, you're talking about Davos? Yeah, Lord Davos. I think Davos had to stay to the end because he had to see off um, the the Red Woman. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, true, 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 true. Well, Davos think, might die in the next one. Yeah, I'm thinking, he, yeah, I'm thinking he's going to die in the next one. Like I said, I think Varys should have died in the crypt. I think someone mm. should. I think someone big should have died in the crypt. Um. So I was kind of bummed about that, but I think that 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 was like the fun fan service moment, which wasn't really fan service; just everyone kind of guessed it. Yeah, that was just like everybody's like, "Oh, the crib, bad place." Yeah, and I'm glad that, and then I'm glad that they had the sense to do that because I feel like it was a very logical choice to make. I feel like just like with Star Wars, the fans out uh, out speculated what actually happened, and also speaking on that, you saw your boy Ryan Johnson tweet. Dang, I, I, my my theories weren't correct. Or he made some shade, some last Jedi shade about about uh, theories and stuff. What in relation to the Game of Thrones? Yeah, when after the Night King died, he he made like a Snoke joke. Oh, he made a Snoke joke. Yeah, that's funny. And well, he he, he should have made a joke that they stole his uh, his, his move? thing, his move, the samurai move. They did take the samurai move, the drop the blade, yeah. catch it in a. Yeah, that, that's classic Japanese that, stuff. Ray did it first. Well, Benioff, I, can, I can give you... Benioff and Weiss, man. Benioff Taking Weiss, some Star Wars love. elements. They're getting ready. Showing love, man. But Star Wars took it from Japanese culture. So. Kind of getting off Game of Thrones because I guess there isn't much more you want to talk about. I really think that the dragon scenes were great, even though people thought you can see whatever. But, I mean, they were in a snowstorm. Uh so, I thought the, the the great shot was when the Night King took his dragon and stood his stood the arms up and you could see John's one. It was just like you in trouble, dog. Yeah, I thought so, I thought that was all that stuff was so great and the way that they made the dragon sound 
for the Night King's dragon with how his breathing fire. I, it was like kind of had like, yeah, kind of like ice echoes is probably a good way to say it. Just like a really crazy screech, and yeah, like that, that, that yeah. was, I was like, dang, that's eerie. I don't know, man. I I really dug this episode. I was on my feet at times. Um, the Arya thing really stunned me. There, I, there's still a lot of questions that I want to know with what Bran's doing with the crows. Um, and there were so many times where I'm like, oh my gosh, is this really what you're going to do? Is this the, t- the choice you're going to make? Um, John really had a, kind of an interesting ride in this whole thing. And we're going to kind of see what the fallout of all of it is now. I don't know if he feels as heroic as he thought he would feel for this battle yeah, I know, he man. prepared for so long. John fans are in a rut right now, bro. Like it's, yeah. like, it's like it's like we 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 love that Arya got that one up. Shout out to her and her fans, but it's just like John fans are in a pickle right now because it's like, okay, Rick, we, he's Aegon Targaryen, but that don't mean shit. Like we thought yeah. he was about to kill the Night King, so so what's what's popping now? Is he he's about to take an L to Danny? Like what's about to, what's about to go off? Like is his aunt about to kill him? I don't know. Or is his sister gonna kill him? I don't know. Yeah, but we'll see with the next episode. The one thing I want to talk about with Benioff and Weiss going into this, a little Star Wars tidbit. Do you think any? Do you think anyone um, is going to carry over into their series? And if so, who do you think that they would carry over? Ooh, Richard Madden's been a name that's been thrown around, and I know he's not in Game of Thrones right now, but I, I was like in it. I'd like to see Richard Madden maybe do it. I'd like to see Kit Harrington maybe do it too, man. Who knows? I really think that that's the guy. I feel like Kit Harrington's going to go over and do it. I just feel like he's got this look that Star Wars, that just screams Star Wars. And it would be dope to see Kit Harrington as like the Jedi figure, and then if you have Richard Madden as the Sith, I would, I, I would, I would dig that. Have them be brothers, you know? That'd be tight. I mean, they could also both be Jedi. I mean, we'll see how it goes because we are. I'm hoping that it is going to be a majority. Everyone's almost a Jedi, pretty much in that movie, you know. Oh yeah, it has to be like it has to be everybody's a Jedi and everybody. Jedi wars. Yeah, it's like Jedi v Sith. Like I want to see like the different factions of the Jedi, like how it used to be where it wasn't just. I want to see form. the Battle of Winterfell with lightsabers. Fa- bro, you're, you're talking <laughs> the my Battle of the Bastards with lightsabers. You're talking my language. That's what I've been saying for start. Like you got your Mandalorian with your with your space pirates and your and your 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 bounty hunters. Which is Lin, Lin's about to get his his Jedi fix. Hopefully with Benioff and Weiss. Hopefully they give us that that the Jedi Wars that I want because Star Wars is dumb, man. I, that's my biggest complaint on Star Wars. You have the one IP that makes you recognizable and you don't use it that much, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it's like what are you hiding? I don't know. Yeah, like, and, what, like what, what's the point? Like, if, if, if honestly, if I was JJ, like, the fact that Ray doesn't, have, and this is big to me, the fact that Ray doesn't have a staff lightsaber, I don't know who over there is making choices. Because that's crazy. Like, you, you set up the idea that she was a staff wielder. We haven't seen a Jedi use a staff lightsaber in, in ever. So why not just, you gave Kylo Ren this cool scabbard, broadsword-looking thing. Why can't Ray have something cool, too? That's all I'm yeah. saying. I mean, low-key, everyone wants to knock on the prequels, but the prequels have... Oh, that's why they're my in, favorite. In episode one, the best lightsaber scene ever. Facts. That's why, I like, as much as, like, people hate on the prequels, I will never hate on them because that's the only thing that gave me lightsaber battles. That, that's and what in, made me love Star Wars. In episode two, you got Yoda, which was just a kind of a fan service moment. And then you got Count Dooku versus Anakin, and then Anakin versus Obi-Wan? Ooh! Badass. Yeah. Episode three, you get 
a fight with Dooku in the beginning where Anakin chops his head off. You get the, yes. Grievous versus Obi Wan. Bad get Anakin ass. being an absolute nut job. Anakin versus Obi Wan. <laughs> Yoda versus the Emperor. Yeah. Like low key, low key. Uh, episode three is a great Star Wars movie that everyone overlooks, and it tells a, a really crucial piece of the story that I think like is really important. So I, I mean, like if, that's a, that's I, the one that you should rewatch over and over if you want to watch a prequel. I blame Episode Two for that because if if Clone Wars would have been like the Clone Wars animated show, which I mean you can't do that in a three hour movie, but still, like if you watch Clone Wars, the animated series, and then watch Revenge of the Sith, it just means more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what makes it so better to rewatch now, especially if you've gotten into that world. Like, get into the to the animated Clone Wars, like you know, fight through the C three PO R two D two episodes, or just skip it. <laughs> Because without but, like, it, there's oh, some good lore looks, in there. Because without it, Anakin just looks like this Jesus figure. Like pretty much, see, yeah. You, with with Clone Wars, you see how Anakin became who he is and why. Like when you said this the other day, this really resonated with me. If when you watch Clone Wars, you understand why he was pissed off that he wasn't chosen for the Jedi Council. You see yeah. everything that he did. He was the army. Without him, they wouldn't have won. Without him, they yeah. Without him, they wouldn't have won. They weren't. They weren't really. Doing, they weren't really making a lot of the decisions. A lot of the decisions were being made by Anakin. A lot of the impulsive decisions, I guess, that kind of turned the tide. It was I him felt, and Obi Wan. Yeah, I mean, I felt like that he really had a lot of control and a lot of power, and that the fact that they were, you know, using him to, they, you know, using him as kind of like a pet in in that third movie is kind of just like it was just so disrespectful. It yeah. was like, wow, okay, we're gonna put you on the council, and then we're gonna make you a spy. Like and damn, it's just like, ugh. yeah, it's like, ugh, I, I feel for him. But the person I felt for the most, young Obi Wan, man, when he had to beat his apprentice, that hurt his heart, broke his heart. For sure, man. Yeah, but going back to the who, who I think from Game of Thrones can make it in to uh, Star Wars. I mean, heck, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it would be crazy to see Sophie Turner come in and do a, a role. Ooh, see, I was going the other way when you were, because I thought you were about to say your girl. I think Major Williams could be a great Jedi. Yeah, I think she could be a, a good Jedi. I think she could also play some other roles in a t- on a TV series as well, kind of doing the whole pirate stuff. Bounty, Bounty Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I would like to see any of them. And I mean, we, we would have said Amelia Clark, but she's already in Star Wars. Yeah, Solo. Yep, she, Which, she, she jumped hey. the gun. <laughs> Which, hey, uh, if there's always the possibility that we're going to get a, re- a Crimson Dawn spinoff. Maybe. Where we see what's up with her and Maul. At least in the TV. Yeah, that's possible. That is possible. But that, that's all the people I really think of being Game of Thrones. Really just Maisie, Sophie, Kit, uh, freaking Richard. I would like to see Sir Davos in Star Wars, the Onion Knight. Let him be like a, a Sith or, or just like a, a, a bad like leader of some sort. Yeah, but you know that, that, that's all I really got, Shuby. I could see some of the side characters being in there as, as some of the stuff like um, Brienne's already in there. Yeah, no, not not Brienne. What's the guy that's that's in love with her? Oh, um, talking about Tormund. Yeah, yeah, he could be the Tormund fits a lot of different things. I that, I think he could do some stuff with like you know, kind of like uh. The what Alan Tudor could have been if he wasn't a droid. Yeah, being like an alien character. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would have been tight for tournament. That would be a good, good little fit. A lot of those yeah, Game of Thrones people fit that. That's kind of what I've been thinking about a lot because you see a lot of that carryover already with like having seen Emilia Clarko in Solo. Um, and there's all, also some other connections between Star Wars. Well, yeah, we talked about Brienne too. So I was just, it's just an interesting thought to me, like who could carry over and jump into Star Wars now, now that they're going to have the connection. And they're going to have the time because yeah. yeah, now that Game of Thrones is done, Kit, Kit, Kit's schedule opens up. Yeah, I wonder what. Oh, yeah, that's the question, man. Like, what are all these people going to do now? I mean, we've seen. It's going to be interesting to see. We've what seen Amelia be doing things. We've but, seen. We've seen um, Tyrion do things. We've seen Sophie Turner kind of do things. And and I think the the most interesting one's going to be Kit. Does Kit do another franchise, or does he take his acting career into like a more serious path where he's going Oscar? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I, he's, I, I think he's got to break into some kind of movie space before he goes into all that. Like, we think he needs I mean, to do another blockbuster. I mean, what blockbuster movie has he been in? No, I want none. That's, that's, what I'm saying. Saying. that's what I'm saying. No, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. It'd be interesting to see where he goes. And when I say Oscar, I don't mean like he's going straight there. I mean he'd have to do like an indie movie. Like that's what I'm talking about when I say go the Oscar pass. Does he? Yeah, do yeah. Indie movie route. Or, or does he go, like, another franchise and then go that way? Like, you know? So it's going to be interesting to see what he does. Because he's For the sure. one that we haven't seen do other stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and everybody's been clamoring him for him to be in Marvel and DC for years now. No, I, th- I think he needs to get out of that. And I think that Star Wars would be the right franchise for him. Well, th- and that's my p- – and see, that's my point. Does he go? But see, you say Star Wars would be the right fit for him, but – that's the one that's the most similar to Game of Thrones. Now, Lord of the Rings. Well, you know, you know what I mean. God damn it! Like, <laughs> if he goes superhero, that's completely different. But if he goes Star Wars, it, w- w- uh, he better be a Jedi. Because if not, he's gonna be forgotten. Well, I mean, it just depends. Like, I think there's a lot of Star Wars stories that can be told that'd be very good. But that's just me. No, I'm with. I feel you. I'm just. I'm just. I just want him to be a Jedi, man. That's all. Or a Sith. I don't see his talents use, uh, being wait, made to waste being a bounty hunter. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely not face covered either. I mean, you got to get the. I feel. I, I think that he could be the Jedi just for the sheer fact that he's got the hair. That's what I'm saying. Or you can make him a crazy looking Sith. Give him some scars. Oh man, yeah. Either way, it works. And then I like oh. Richard. I like Richard Madden as his counter. Speaking of scars and Sith, they're gonna make a they're doing a Kylo Ren book, and I heard a rumor that it's gonna be told in first person. Ooh, from Kylo's perspective. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. And, and, we're not and, it's, gonna, and but it's gonna be about pre Force Awakens. Ooh, that's very interesting. Yeah. For for everybody tuning into this segment, the Bros Who Book segment. We, I don't think we'll ever do a pod Bros Who Book. Yeah, I mean, there is a couple good Star Wars books out there that I'm trying to check out. Master and Apprentice, it's an Obi-Wan Qui-Gon novel. That sounds uh, good. They have a Padme novel now. Not up my alley, but that's something you would check out? Yeah, but yeah. I love Star Wars books, man. Inferno Squad, the book, is one of the best Star Wars books I've read. And, uh, you know, based on the Battlefront 2 stuff. 100%. Well, yeah, man, that, that's pretty much all we got this week. Oh, yeah. too, we were just kind of BSing there at the end because I, I just I get off on some tangent conversations when we're talking about Game of Thrones and Benioff and Weiss and Star Wars. Well, I mean, you know it's coming soon because they're making y'all a whole new studio. 
We didn't put that yeah. on the notes, but but y'all are getting because y'all are getting out the Marvel studio. Marvel took that studio over, and they were like, "Well, we're gonna make Star Wars a whole new one." So Benioff and Weiss is gonna be the first movie that's done in that new studio. And Galaxy Edge is just a couple months away from opening. People are buying tickets for that today. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna wait on it. There's uh, no well, way yeah, that I'm gonna. You have to go to Orlando or California to figure that out, and that's a trick. Ah, oh, Orlando's really not that bad. You think? Uh, I was actually looking. It's gonna be like if you're driving eight hours. That's t- that's should be it's twelve hours to Orlando. Maybe for you. Oh, from Nola, it's eight. I don't know. I don't know, Shubert. I think I think it's Bros. Map. Bros. Map. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, let's end this, man. All right. Roll, roll the credits. So you've been listening to the episode, uh, the thirty ninth episode of the Bros. Who Binge podcast. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at ashubert fourteen. But Lyndon, tell everyone where you can they can find you and what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. You can find me at Berlin Adon on Twitter, at Lyndon Burton I on Instagram. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Got some good stuff out. We just dropped the main show podcast. We talked about the NBA playoffs, talked about the NFL draft, talked about Kanye West's new church, the Coachella herpes outbreak. A lot of good stuff on that episode, man. It's pretty funny. Also Also answered your questions as always. Then New episode of Anime Talk dropped this past week for all the anime fans reviewing Demon Slayer, reviewed One Punch Man. We ranked the new Shonen MCs, uh, which are main characters, the people we believe will take the throne from Luffy, the throne that's been Goku's, Naruto's, and now Luffy's, who will take over the mantle and become the face of anime. And we ranked that. Lo and dropped a My Hero Academia new chapter review. If you're a manga reader, that's on YouTube. First 50 subscribers to the YouTube will be put in a merch giveaway, so be sure to go subscribe to Bros Who Think Network on YouTube, because not only will we have more anime um, talk, like, uh, videos and more videos pertaining to anime, we're gonna have some Bros Who Binge content. Shubi's gonna be reviewing movies on there. We're gonna have your guys' movie reviews on there, so just get ready, check that out, as well as be on the lookout for the merch. But other than that, follow us at Bros Who Think, and check out our website, www.brosyouthink.com. Send some fan questions. Facts. We love to answer your questions. Like, what do you guys, if you guys hit us up, like, uh, what do you guys think DC should do with Superman? I'd love to answer that question because I have thoughts. Or if you guys want to know what Marvel should, should they bring in Moon Knight? I'll do some research. I've been reading yeah, some Moon Knight comics. Yeah, yeah, so I've, I've, been, I've been looking at some of the Nova stuff, too. I'm kind of interested in that. So if you guys have any questions or if you want to know Shuby's thoughts on where Star Wars should go for the next 15 years, Send it in. We might make it a discussion topic. Fifteen years is a long time. I don't know if you can map it out that far. Oh, I could give you an idea. See, it would all be it would all be speculation. It's not like I feel like they would go in this direction. It would just no, be no, like, no, 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 no. Just what we think, you know. Because <laughs> I think because people were talking about whether or not there'd be an episode ten, and I'm like, yeah, there's definitely gonna be an episode ten. What are you talking about? Ooh, see, but like, that's something you can ask us. I almost think that they were gonna do an episode ten sooner rather than later if they were gonna totally retcon. Uh, Last Jedi. It just depends on how much they wreck on Last Jedi, because I feel like, or how much how they wrap it up. Because I, I don't know. I feel we'll like see. if if La- just I'm just so mad that that movie was pretty much part two of Force Awakens because like I just needed there just wasn't enough time spilled out in that space. Yeah, like yeah. the part, every uh, every trilogy before that I felt like was what a five year span and kind of like paced it out pretty well. This is only three. Yeah. It- if even ish, well, ish. we don't even know. We don't. Yeah, we don't know yet. So we'll find out come December. But that's all we all really right. got for episode thirty-nine, ladies and gentlemen.
Well, make sure you check out everything on the Bros Anything Network. Go back to episode 38 to find the Avengers Endgame review and go out and check out Endgame if you haven't seen it. And if you haven't seen it, we're sorry because we probably spoiled everything. <laughs> Not anything, uh, just two things. Just a few things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, go out and see a movie this weekend or go as for staying and watch one at home. And have a great weekend, and as always, keep binging.